under the rules of the Hebrew ritual and subject to the elementary teachings of a system of external observations and regulations, in other words, the law. But, everybody say but, but when the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born subject to the regulations of the law. He was born during the time period of the law. To purchase the freedom of, to ransom, to redeem, to atone for those who were subject to the law that we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and be recognized as God's son. That's why Jesus came. To purchase our freedom. Thank you, Lord. To ransom, to redeem. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, the cur curse is everyone that hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham will come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. He redeemed us from the curse. See, he redeemed us from something and redeemed us to something. We're now in the blessing. We're now sons and daughters of the Most High God. We have sonship not earned, but conferred upon us. Now before, they were under, under guardians and the, the, the tutors of the law. But now, Jesus came to redeem us. And because you are really his sons, God has sent the Holy Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are what? No longer what? A slave. We're not slaves. Hey, y'all, we're not servants anymore. We're sons. No longer a slave, bond servant, but a son. Don't see yourself as a servant of God. See yourself as a son. And if a son, wow, then it follows that you are and what? An heir by the aid of God through Christ. Before Jesus came, God's people were, were under the, the guard by the law. They were under the law. But then God sent his son. He is under guardians and administrators or trustees until the date fixed by his father. And see, now that we are in Christ, we're no, under, we're no longer under this uh, system of what it calls external observations. And King James says, the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. 
it's like when you, as, as sons, see, we, we are in the sonship. When there was a time, like as children, for example, you have to tell them, don't touch the knives. Don't touch the hot stove. Okay? But once they become of a certain age, hopefully they get to the point where you don't have to tell them that. When they become grown, they become adults, even earlier than that, obviously. I mean, they get to a certain age when then th you don't have to tell them that. Like if you came over to my house, I, I, I don't have to tell you, well, just make sure you don't put the stove. Be careful with those. Just stay away from the knives. Okay. Well, the children of Israel, at, at a certain point, they, were, they, were, they had to have these rules, and they had to be told what to do, what not to do. Okay? They didn't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. They had these external laws to keep them in check. But we don't need that anymore because Jesus has come. Thank you, Lord. Now, we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside. We, we have an internal monitoring monitoring system we don't have to be told what to do and what not to do we are led and guided by the Holy Spirit thank you Jesus it's important for us to know why Jesus came he came to free us we're no longer man that's some good news right there we're no longer slaves, we're sons. I can let out a shout like Gloria for about that one, man. I mean, we're, we're, we're free people. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you, Lord. John 3.16, very familiar passage of Scripture. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him, that's the key, believing, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And some people stop reading there. But this is very important because there's so much condemnation going around. There's so much condemnation being preached. The law, when the law is preached, it's it's a ministry of death, 2 Corinthians 3 calls it. It's a ministry of condemnation. As we looked at before, we're no longer in that system of, of rules and regulations. We're now sons. We don't have to be told to put away the knives or stay away from the knives and, and don't do this and do this and don't do that. We have an internal guidance system of the Holy Spirit. He's real. He's a person. He lives on the inside of you. Jesus said, um, I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going to send another helper. And that word another in the Greek, it means one just like me, one who will do in my absence what I would do if I were personally present with you. Hallelujah. So we're not under a ministry of condemnation. God didn't send his son. It's important for us to know why he sent his son into the world, to save us. 
But we need to know what save us from what and put us into what. We're saved from our sins. You're not a sinner anymore. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner. Once you're saved, you're no longer a sinner. You're a new creation in Christ. That the world, he came to save the world, that the world through him might be saved. Watch this. He so loved the who? How many people does he love? You suppose? The world. Who does that include? Who does it include? That includes you? Hmm? Everybody. Now see, that sounds good in church until we come across somebody you don't like. Huh? It astounds me, I mean, to, to see uh, what people talk about on Facebook. And, and uh, now, no believer can really hate anybody. If, if you hate somebody from your spirit, then what, what you need to do is get saved. And salvation is but Jesus came to save you. But all that, all that hate will disappear. And when you expose yourself to the word, see, um, then you reflect the thoughts of God. And you see, him from, see God from his perspective. The, you, know, you know what you've got in your hands? You, this is the good news. But if you feed on bad news, if you feed... Listen, all you got to do to get your mind screwed up is just feed on news all day long. Hmm? My, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm happy to let y'all know that we've got multiple opportunities for you to come here and feed on the Word of God. It's better than all the news shows you're watching. You can come here and, fe and feast on Wednesday night, Thursday morning online, or Wednesday morning online. Thir well, we're off for the rest of the year. Next two Wednesdays, Christmas, New Year's, and uh, but I, I I encourage you. I encourage you to come and feed on the Word of God. Recognize the importance of, of hearing the Word. Jesus did a lot of stuff. He healed the sick, cast out demons, and raised the dead. But the first thing he foremost, first and foremost, what he did was he went around teaching. It always mentioned preaching first, preaching the gospel, then healing. It said that people came to hear him and to be healed. Because the default mode is if you don't purpose it to, to come and hear the word, take advantage of, of the, uh, what your church offers, what uh, multitudes of stuff that you can get. get great, you can get grace-based teaching online. And um, 
you, you feed yourself. I said, you feed yourself. Huh? If you don't do these things by default, you're going you're to start letting the world's opinion get in your head. So, Jesus loves how many people? All people. What about, what about the rich? What about the poor? Stop me when, when I come across somebody he don't love. Young, young people. Old, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, brown, red. Okay, so the the answers, yes or no, on each of these people. I want you to understand this. I I want you to get this down. He loved the world. Okay, where we leave off there? Red, yellow. I'm asking questions here. <laughs> Gay, straight, educated, uneducated. Democrat. Okay. Okay. Yes or no? Does he love them? Or do he do or do we do we do or do we not? Democrat. Republican. Obama. Trump. Muslim. Christian. Buddhists, Hindus, atheists, skeptics, pagans. God loves them all. Seventeen, eighteen, chapter three. God sent his son into the world. New Living Translation. Not to judge the world but to save the world through him. You know who who he had most of his problems with? Religious people. They were were bothering with him about, oh, don't you know that man or that woman he's talking to over there? She's a sinner. Why is he talking to these people over here? That man's a tax collector. And so, and Jesus was like, duh. Huh? He said, those that are well don't need the physician, but those that are sick. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. That's the only sin that will send somebody to hell is rejection of Jesus. That's it. Nobody's going to hell for drinking. (laughs) Or drugs. or Immorality. There's only one sin that sends people to hell. 
and that's rejecting Jesus. Amplified, or, or excuse me, the, uh, the Passion Translation. Did you see what it says? There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him. Thank you, Lord. You'll never be judged. Not in this life or in the next. When you believe in Jesus. Now, although he loves everybody, a person has to accept him, has to believe. All right? To be uh, to, to be in the kingdom of God, right? To be in the family of God. But that's available to everybody. Nobody has to clean up their act. All they got to do is receive him. God did not send his son into the world to judge and to condemn the world, Passion Translation, but to be its savior, and rescue it. He came on a on a rescue mission, praise God. So there is no longer any condemnation for those who believe in him. You missed a good place to, to shout right there. First Thessalonians chapter 5. For God chose to save us. That's his love, because of his love. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. God is not mad at anybody today. Amen. Ooh, look, man, I got a lot of time left. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Got a lot of time left. We need to start my clock, so you're in trouble. Okay, so here's some scriptures. If you don't understand them, they can com uh, appear to contradict themselves. In um, This is not it. You won't find this on the on the app notes. I just I got it up on the slide. This is a this is a game time decision. Let's throw the <laughs> scriptures in here. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. You've heard that before. You've seen it on um, uh, people that still send Christmas cards. Sometimes they have that on there. That's one of the popular Christmas scriptures, but people misunderstand that. Uh, he came to bring uh, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And uh, if you don't understand it, you can think the scriptures contradict themselves. Because over here it says, uh, do not think I came to bring peace on earth. <laughs> so what's he talking about? He said, I did not come to bring peace but a sword. So what he's talking about is the peace that he came to bring on earth was peace with God. Because in the old covenant, God was angry with man because of our sin. So Jesus bore the judgment for our sins on the cross. He was judged for us. He took our place. So, so this peace that he came uh, to, to bring on the, on the earth was peace with God. Now, y'all know there ain't no peace on the earth. 
Come on, somebody. There's not, there's not peace on the earth. There's people fighting in wars. And a lot of conflict going on. People fussing over all kinds of stuff. Smart, intelligent people fussing over things and having war about stuff. And as many, as, I don't care how many, how much people uh, have peace signs and why don't everybody just get along? I mean, it, it makes sense. If everybody just mind, if everybody just mind their own business, everybody be cool. So uh, most wars happen because people want something that don't belong to them. Fussing and arguing over things. It's mine. No, it's mine. 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 You think that's just children? That's adults. You, you, you can watch it. It seems like, well, why, why can't they just come into some kind of agreement about something? So there's not peace on the earth. Je but Jesus came to give us peace with God, and he did that. His mission was accomplished by sending Jesus to die for us on the cross. Therefore, having been justified or declared righteous by faith, we have what? Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You want to have peace? It's only through Jesus. Through whom also we have access by faith into this grace which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. See, grace is God's unmerited favor. And we were saved through faith, and it's not of ourselves, it's the gift of God. See, and so what we do by faith is we receive what God has already provided for us through grace. Salvation is already done. Jesus already, he's not going back on that cross. He's coming back a second time, the Bible says, not to deal with sin. Because sin has already been dealt with. Your sin's already been removed and taken away, finished. Man, when you understand that, you, your life will change. When, when you understand that you have, you've been declared righteous by your believing, not by your doing. It's faith righteousness, not works righteousness. You don't earn acceptance with God. And there's so many Christians that are, that are trying to live, they're trying to balance the scale. Like if they do a lot of bad, they try to do good over here to try to balance the scale and do more good than they do bad and they think God will accept them. That don't have anything to do with God's acceptance. You are accepted and approved because of what Jesus has done. And you've been declared righteous. And see, that makes you free. And your prayers, because you, when you know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ, your prayers will make tremendous power available. Hallelujah. The, the mirror Bible says this. I, I, I love this in, in verse 2. Je Jesus is God's grace embrace of the entire human race. That even rhymes a little bit. So, so here we are, standing tall in the joyful bliss. This is what, this, this, see, this is, I'm just describing to you what uh, Gloria was shouting about minute ago. We're standing tall in the joyful bliss of our redeemed innocence. Watch this. We are God's dream come true. 
Man, I love that. Jesus came to save us. Jesus' name in the uh, Hebrew is Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves. If, if you need healing, and see, because, and, and let me explain salvation to you. Salvation means um, deliverance, preservation, soteria in the Greek. It means deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, soundness, prosperity. The word save, sozo, means save, deliver, protect, heal, prosper. Salvation is not just talking about salvation from sin. Salvation is your peace with God. So when you say Jesus saves, see, it's Jesus, Yeshua, Yahweh saves. That means if you're sick, Yahweh heals. If you need deliverance, Yahweh delivers. If you need protection, thank you, Lord. Yahweh protects. Thank you, Lord. You need finances? Yahweh prospers. All that is in Jesus' saves. And we are not under condemnation. We are free people today. Because Jesus paid our debts by being punished for our sins, God's anger was appeased. He will never be angry with us again. We have peace with God. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation, deliverance, preservation, healing, safety, and soundness for everyone who what, believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek, last scripture, for this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be angry with you or nor rebuke you. God will not be angry with you. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus. We always associate the rainbow in the sky when you see a rainbow. I love seeing it. It was really nice. We, we saw a little bit ago a double rainbow. Just beautiful when that happened. And, um, and God swore that he would never, that rainbow is a, uh, is a symbol. It's a sign that God would never um, destroy the earth again with the flood. But it's also a sign and a symbol that he would not be angry with you because he said this right here is like the waters of Noah to me. Just like he swore that he would never cover the earth uh, with a flood. So I've sworn that I will not be angry with you nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart. This is talking about us in this 
in this new covenant today. This is, this is the same um, chapter that talks about the people, quote, and rightfully so, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But see, uh, people miss this. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace, this peace with God that we have, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has judgment on you. No mercy. God has mercy on us. Isn't it good to know he'll never be angry, angry with you? No matter what you do. If you want to live right, believe right. Don't focus, man, I got to live, man, I'm just trying. Man, I'm just trying to make it, man. I'm just trying to make heaven my home. You got heaven made. Because, you, because you're a believer in Christ. I mean, if, if you're trying to live this Christian life, somebody said, man, it's, man, it's hard. It's hard living, uh, living, living this Christian life, man. So many temptations out there, man. These women out here, man. All these temptations and stuff, man. It's, man, it's hard to be a Christian. No, it's not hard. It's impossible. when you're trying to do it in your own strength. I'm just trying to quit. Yes, my advice to you is quit. Freedom begins when, when you come to the end of yourself and say, I need a Savior. You don't save yourself. Yahweh saves. Jesus saves. And when you lean on him, he didn't leave you comfortless. He has the Holy Spirit to keep you out of trouble. And when you're in trouble, he's right there with you. He doesn't leave you even when you're in trouble, even of trouble of your own doing. David said, yea, though I walk. The Lord didn't lead him there. I walked. I got there myself through the, van, the valleys of the shadow of death. But he said, I'll fear no evil. Because the Lord was with him. Even in faults and mistakes of your own making, he doesn't leave you even then. That's not the time to avoid him. That's the time to turn to him. Say, Lord, help me. I'm in trouble I made a mess. Get me out. Huh? Lord, help me. You don't need complicated. Man, what's that prayer that pastor always be praying? No. Just cry out, call out to him. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered and saved and healed. He'll be whatever you need him to be. Thank you, Jesus. Psalm 91 said, I'll be, I'll be with him in trouble. Thank you, Lord. 
every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. Thank you for thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you that you demonstrated your love. 